Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. We changed the uh, show day. Big news here at TPTO Pod mm. Studios. Yeah. Now you get your shows on Wednesdays. And it's just to give me an extra buffer day, really. Cause you need the help. Monday to Tuesday is tough. And I these bet. are pretty much always done on Mondays. Yeah. Like right smack in the middle of the workday, too. Yeah. On the Monkey Island. Well, we're going to try to keep keep it up, and it'll help us because it gives us a buffer. Gives us a buffer. And, uh, yeah, I mean. Wednesday's a fine day. Hump hump day. Gets you ready to go. I mean, Matt in Perth was already listening on Wednesdays. He was? Uh, that's right. So now we'll just so be shoving him back. On, now he's listening on Thursdays. Sorry. Hopefully Thursday wasn't like the day out of the truck. Oh, yeah, it could be the out-of-the-day truck. We, we will revamp this entire show to fit one man's schedule. That's true. We can go back to Tuesday. The rest of y'all can kiss our ass. But if we're messing yeah, the rest of y'all can suck a dick. But the, that's our Tim Tam connection over there. In the history we of the show, only one listener has sent us a gift box. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and, and planning it, on and more. it cost him a small fortune to ship it yeah. here. So all you um, fucking, the rest of you jabronis can suck it. Which I had a thought in terms of something we could send to Matt. I know we keep talking that we're going to do this, oh and we boy. haven't actually done it. Do they have Girl Scout cookies in Australia? Because mm. if they don't, we should send them some Thin Mints and Tagalogs. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the Googler here. That would be something to send. <clears throat> Does Australia... <clears throat> oh, oh, that's not how you spell Australia. Oh, Austria. Girl Scout cookies. Well, it says that there are guides in Australia. Mm. Um, well, we'll let Matt answer in the form of a text or email if there are Girl Scout cookies available to the average. Well, uh, Australia, like Canada, they have a few varieties, but they do have a gluten. Uh, this isn't right. I don't know. You don't see Thin Mints or Tagalongs? No, I don't think so. Well, we'll, <clears throat> we'll let Matt answer in the form of a text or email or however he chooses, but... If Girl Scout cookies are not a thing, we definitely should send a variety package of, of Girl Scout cookies. And I happen to know a Girl Scout who can hook us up there. So Word. Well, enjoy this episode. It's not great. It's, it's not great. Uh, we laughed pretty hard there near the tail end when we got semi-racist with well, you, uh, Mr. You, Charleston. You got racist with Mr. Charleston. Actually, it was you that got racist. No, no. You're, You're the one who said monkey. No, it is a monkey. That's the whole point of the story. Now it it's sounds a dead, really racist. A dead monkey washes up on a beach. That's what you call it. That's yeah. not. Yeah. Well. Now, when you added Mandingo, no, that's you a, added Mandingo, no, and the no, listeners will hear no. you add Mandingo. You, I might have added it, but you said it first. I'll let this all <laughs> get flushed out. First I'll let this all. It. You. I feel certain that Mandingo was Are introduced. Are you positive? No. No. Which, you're mean, not. which means that I. No. 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 I'm saying. Are you that bad? East, no, are you Wagons East positive that you're sure that I introduced I it? feel confident that you I, said the word Mandingo first. Well, keep in mind, I edit these and I can easily make it sound like Yeah, that. and I know what you're going to do. So, W-F-U-C-K! Bam! Holla! fair i need to be able to press the button we need to we need to alternate button pressing you because i it just seems i don't trust you to man, to run the show on this side of the, the still phone. coming back <laughs> still coming back to the instagram yeah like you were complaining about the diarrhea thing so i i doubled down when i made the announcement did you did you happen to listen to the announcement between the the show airing 
There was a three minute because Kristen texted me on Tuesday. She said, "Why is the podcast only three minutes?" I said, "Well, just listen to it." And I made a recorded announcement, announcing that we're moving the show to Wednesdays. And for three minutes, I blamed it on you having diarrhea. I doubled down, <laughs> and I thought, "Like you're you're mad that I do this, but until you learn how to produce the show, you have no control over it." <laughs> so it was just literally just a three minute bit about me taking a shit, more or less. Okay, and it was just. If that's the kind of power that you're trying to, to wield, about, then I can't stop it. How about throw Mama from the train? I, I told you, bro. I would have been fine with Thora Birch's boobies at this point. I can't, I guess. It's, I just feel obligated to find a really good one now. Because you were like, mm, on both Watch the Three Stooges. That was a good rendition. And didn't get any love. That's actually a, oh, that's a the best of. of. Oh, like that's not the, the movie. Yeah. I see. Skin, that looks like a downer of a movie. I gotta tell you, I need, I need, I need something that doesn't require me to like have to watch it. Like I, I can't do another. Uh, Kristen was a big fan of your reactions to the head splatters from uh, Midsummer. Do you have any nightmares about? From I, I, that movie? I didn't. I won't say I had nightmares, but it certainly was. There was certainly an element uh, to the dreams that were affected. Yeah, we're just gonna go pure, pure goofball, goofballishness. Crocodile this is not going to give us any content with which to work. Crocodile D in, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, yeah. It's the like I, I have a, a hope that people in Australia hate these movies. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I really hope they do. I bet Paul Hogan's a national treasure, though. Uh, he he probably is, and I'm sure that Matt is going to let us Hulk know. Hogan. He's not their Hulk Hogan. That's I mean, if that's true, then I just feel bad for Australians. You need you need something more. Can you imagine Paul Hogan doing a Hulk Hogan impersonation? It would be very, like, timid. <laughs> Hello, brother. You Hello, know, brother. Eat your vitamins. Matt, did Matt text you, Matt and Perth? He did. He was upset that we that you don't want to go Well, I responded, to... and I said, it should be a given at this point that Australia is on the short list for places to travel to. I mean, right now it's a little tough. It well, seems like, it's... you know... I imagine landing I, I in don't, fire would Here's be the thing, and I and this is for Matt and, and, and anyone else. I'm a little bit... Hesitant to, to get close to anywhere near China. Is Australia that close to China? I mean, it's closer to than here. Sure. And yeah, it's it's fairly close. I mean, come on, do you look at your maps? You know, you got your your Asia, your yeah. Southeast Asia, and then you got some islands, the Philippines, and everything. And then if you keep going, I still feel like though it's like a pretty isolated island, like kind of down. Oh, there definitely. The right. I'm definitely. But yeah. I'm just saying you're more likely to come across someone that might have done business in China. Yeah. And flown around. But do you suppose China's at all interested in Australia as a nation? Like I don't it, know what China's interested. I know right now. So why, why are you scared of China? You're not watching this this no. viral stuff now. They're finding oh the coronavirus. Well, yes, yeah, and yeah. now they're finding out that the avian bird flu is also making a comeback at the same time. So you're dealing with like this. This perfect storm mm. <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg in it. <laughs> they should just cast the, the real perfect. That's the real perfect storm, oh, by we the way. See if you, perfect storm. Listen, you Prime. for those listening, if you want to have if you want to have real nightmares, you, you I got something that makes Midsummer look like fucking nothing. Watch Pandemic, or really just watch anything like Outbreak. Watch that the movie I love, The Contagion with Matt Damon. Well, and then watch and then watch the Dustin new Netflix Huffman finds a cure with the well, yeah 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 and so. then but then watch uh, it's not available. oh I'm sorry that's buddy and then watch this new Netflix show Pandemic and tell me that that's not what's ultimately crazy scary like I just you know I don't know and then of course what are you, what are you doing I'm looking for the perfect storm 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's a such movie. a good movie that they don't want... Oh, Eye for an Eye. That movie is horrible. How do we do this? The other guys. I just watched this, this movie the other day. This movie you don't have to think about. Well, I just... I literally just watched it one, well, like, two I'm days thinking. ago. This is what you I did. did. I didn't tell you that we shouldn't. <laughs> I just said that I just watched this good. movie. Good. It'll be fresh on your mind. I had to... Um, don't they kill Shaq in the... Or, not Shaq. He plays Shaq. Samuel L. Jackson. Don't they kill him and uh, The Rock in this movie? Don't they kill them all? Yeah, it's like the lead-out scene. Yeah. Well, not the lead-out, but it's very near the beginning. They're like the two superstars. Was this like the beginning of like big movies for The Rock? Did somebody like see him do this and go like, oh, we should... Like, he's more than the Scorpion King. We should let him do something better. No, I'm pretty sure he did. There were some intermediaries that before this. Well, like, I know. He did, like, the Tooth Fairy in those movies where he, you know, was half the size he is now and still had hair in his head. But I feel like this... That man never had... I mean, like... I mean, kind of. He's been doing the bald thing. I'm not I'm not here defending The Rock. I don't, I don't know where you're going with this. This seems like you're about to throw shade at I a like beloved American. I like The Rock. I'm, Who doesn't? If like, vote, If he runs for president, listen, I'll vote for him. I don't care that's where I'm headed run. with this. The man, the man <laughs> casually said this in 2016, and I was, like, really close to starting the campaign. Like, just a grassroots for The Wait, Rock. Isn't uh, Tom Hanks' VP or something? Like I don't he was, know. I was joking about it. 100%. I don't, I, I'm all in. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Oh, my docile vice president. He seems like he might get it done when he has to. Behind closed doors, I bet Tom Hanks can give you a real lashing. Yeah, he's giving it to Rita Wilson good. Well, that's different. <laughs> Honestly, I think Is it's it? probably going the other way. <laughs> Rita seems like the one that's like doing... Like, Tom probably has a lot of reservations about the things she's that Rita got, wants to do. It's those, progressed. She's got those jazz club hooters, though. From that thing you do. Those things, man. <laughs> There's some real-looking fun bags, but I gotta tell you, once they come out of the... Once they come out of the barn, I bet they're, they roll right down the pasture. Yeah, still good. And they're probably still like in that late seventies, eighties phase of Bush. I imagine the old actors like it the old way. I imagine that like I Tom s- Hanks doesn't strike me as a guy that wants the burnt earth down there, scorched earth he policy. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's spending too much up close and personal, like visual time down there. Period. You don't think so? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Tom Hanks. Let's get him on the phone. Tom Hanks, Conalingus, title of the show. I, I, title of the show. I think that's like, an, I mean, I, I personally think Tom Hanks is a, is a giver. I think he's a generous lover. I, that's what I do. He's so he's so generous with his time with fans that the only conclusion I can draw is that if he's that generous with his time for people that you know are literally okay, only yeah, I mean, fans, I'll, I'll, I, he I'll strikes agree. me as a generous lover. I'll agree. Chances are, though, I think that probably slowed down a little bit during the jingle all the way years. He was probably just like, oh, that... Why was that? Why was that? <laughs> I don't know. He just probably was like this. I'm, I'm, I liked you more when you were in that thing you do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not feeling it right now mm. with the jingle all the well, way. Well, she was barely in that. Yeah, she's just mad at. Howard she's kind of barely time. in anything. That's kind of been her her niche. She's not a leading lady, that's for sure. No, she's not. But she has a certain look. Who knew this would be the turn this would take? <laughs> the Rita, the Rita and Tom Hanks. Happy hour. Now, what I forgot what we're looking at here. Oh, that's right. We're the the at, bank yeah, robbery. We're looking at uh, the other guys. So since the last recording, um, we've had uh, the State of the Union, which I didn't watch. We also had the Oscars, which I saw five minutes of, just enough to see Randy Newman and his little leg going. <laughs> <laughs> and he sounded playing, good. I gotta get him. I was doing dinosaur you know, hands. We we we, 
I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I really don't know. I, I, I gotta actually say I don't know what he was saying. But it's, it's from the most current Toy Story. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it, and I know I know the part in the movie when that song plays when mm. the Forky's always trying to get away. Yeah. It's a great scene. I believe it's I can't let you throw yourself away. I can't let you. Okay, I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you throw your death away. You know how when you speak like in a German accent, you have some <laughs> in the back, or if, like you're doing like Hasidim. <laughs> I can't let you. 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 I didn't see it. Mom's always trying to make me watch these documentaries. I, I don't know. She's in love with Randy Newman now because she saw some documentary, which I guess. Yes, we need to watch for mm. for material purpose. But the tree, uh, the dog, the I love LA. Um, uh, is that all you really saw of the Oscar? Uh, yeah, because we, we tuned in at like nine, um, just because Kristen remembered it was on. I was doing some shit on my laptop while she was watching it, and I saw that. Saw Eminem. I was like, why is he playing this yeah, song? So, like, totally weird. Totally like, weird. I just didn't, and like this, like the, I don't know, like the the overwhelming sense of like we're Hollywood liberals was just like really oh the smugness permeated through everything. The uh, like, the smugness was was layers deep. Like Taika Waititi came out, who I like. He came out and like the thing that he said before he introduced whatever he introduced was like acknowledging the uh, first people's land they were on. That yeah, I, I saw like, that. I watched the whole thing, so I guess I could just say just, I saw that to whatever you're like, saying. Okay, thank but you for that. I suppose <laughs> you did not see the acceptance speech of one Joaquin Phoenix. No, I didn't. Have you heard? No. Not up to Okay. Um, the right man won. Joker was a, a very... Who were the other contenders? Uh, man, was Leo one of them? Yes. For the for the Once Upon a Time? Yes. Which Le- I think should have won Best Picture. Leo, Jonathan Price from The Two Popes, which was never going to win. Uh, there was a, there, it was a heavy hitter. It was a big, big cat. Um, Al Pacino for, for his role as Hoffa. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. it, was any of the Parasite people in Best Actor? No. Because that movie, like... Stormed it, and I. We, well, I saw that coming. When we he, rented when, it. When, it's I a know very good we movie. talked about this last pod, yeah. and I, I mentioned it to Leah. But I, I noticed the trend, and I said, I, I don't think it would be surprised if it won this, mm. the whole movie thing, because you could just see it. He won Best Director, won Best yeah. Feature, Foreign Feature Film. <laughs> I like how he ended his first, his uh, Best Foreign Feature, which they changed to like Best International Picture or whatever. I like how he ended that speech in I'm English. Gonna go, I'm going to drink a lot tonight. Yeah, that was good. I said to Kristen this morning, though, I said, you know, props. It's a good, it's a really good movie. It's certainly best picture worthy. We watched it. It's 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 legitimately good. So, but I don't think it's fair to have the same film in two essentially best picture categories. But it's best foreign feature film. Right, but it's different categories. They've changed the category to be more, to make it more woke and liberal. It's now just best international film. Well, any which is arguably all the films if you're including every country. Now, now you've just extended it to beyond what the UK and Eng- and the US. So to win that, do you want to do you want to start a, a heavily worded written campaign? No, to, I just I don't think it's fair to the other international films to include it if it's also included in Best Picture. All right, we'll like, get to work on that. But nonetheless, <laughs> historically that wasn't the case. You didn't have foreign language films in the Best Picture slot, also. <laughs> Um, Joaquin wins for for best actor. 
and pretty Looney Tunes acceptance speech. He wa- he as he's walking up, and Leah had stayed up for this, and of course it ran a little long as it does, but not not crazy. I said this this is gonna be uh, this, Randy. Is, this is gonna be loopy. Because of Randy Newman, his probably okay, he went one verse too far. He cut into the, he cut into the second. When he was playing that song, version. Kristen said, "Does he just say this over and over again?" <laughs> and so you don't remember the song from Toy Story? She's like, "No." I was like, "Well, yeah, that is pretty much all he says." So it's like a good five minutes of. Okay, he wrote. He had another song that was nominated from a different movie. Randy Newman was all over the place last night, but God bless him. Uh, I turned to Leah and I said, this is going to be uh, loopy. And he proceeded to go into, I mean, in my time, the most uncomfortable o- Oscars speech I've ever seen. It, it, and it was so because I told her, and I was confirmed, at least by some other people later, I was like, they're cutting this. So I didn't know, I don't know how long the delay is. Mm-hmm. I imagine that the industry standard on these things is probably like 30 to 45 seconds. And I bet for a bigger event like this, it could be upwards of a minute. And delayed time, so they have a, they have an opportunity yeah. in that minute to chop, splice, cut out. It happens all the time. God, can you imagine being in that room? That's what I'm getting at. Because like when I when I have to chop out like you saying the n word on this show, that's hard. <laughs> it's a very funny joke. It's, you're gonna wear it out, and you're gonna convince people that that actually happened. Well, anywho. <laughs> So, <laughs> but I'm saying there's no time pressure on me, but even then, it's difficult to go in and isolate all the racial epithets. No, nonetheless, um, <laughs> they were it, it was all over the place, man. It was like an appeal, it was a talking about, of course, gender equality, uh, gay rights, women in Hollywood. I mean, he t- he hit, he ticked every box. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, but it was rambling. There was no salient point being made other than to say, like, we are capable of being so good. Also, we force inseminate cows, and we rip, the, when the baby is born, we rip it from its mother, even though we can hear the audible screams of the mother. And then we force, we take her milk from her, and we eat cheese, and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And then I noticed there was a point where he was saying something, and there's an abrupt stop, and then it's something else. I was like, they're cutting this shit. <laughs> so we, they just took, what they did was take what they just could. They yeah. took like 30, 40 seconds, leaving themselves an additional 20, mm-hmm. but, they still, but they cut that, so they could at least, uh, it was nuts. Do the dude su- was all over the place. Do you suppose that it's an act? Because like, remember his bearded hip-hop? Yeah, no, no, no. I, thing, and then you come to find out that it was all basically just a like two a two-year prank. It was, yeah, it was just a, it was a very Kaufman-esque, yeah, like, like prank that's not going to go. Do you suppose he's just inter- humoring himself the same way Harrison Ford humors himself by being rude to interviewers? I don't think so. <laughs> I just, I'm just giving you my honest opinion. Yeah, it just, it, it just felt like someone who's not all there, which I don't think he ever has been. Yeah. And, and I kept, I, and when he was rambling, I had so much time while he was rambling that I, I went to a Google search, found the, the Family Guy clip from the end of their Stand By Me episode, where they did Stand By Me almost verbatim, <laughs> and Quagmire had played the role of Chris Chambers, who, of course, as he's walking away, they have actually had Richard Dreyfus from Stand By Me <laughs> narrating. Right. So do you know what happened to him? Well, he... <laughs> He died of an overdose outside of the Viper Club in L.A. in 19s, whatever. And now all we have left is a hair-lipped reminder of what could have been. <laughs> they show a picture of Joaquin. That's how that episode ends. Yeah. 
And I was like, that's, he's such a good actor, but at the same time, it's like, I'm going to see Joker again because it was really good and yeah. Lee's never seen it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like, I just, I mean, that's probably true of a lot of things. I don't like the guy. Yeah. Do your acting. And I'm not saying actors don't have, a, it's like me saying, well, I'm a fucking salesman. You don't have, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, certain actors have eccentricities that when you see them as. It felt a little Asperger. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Aspergery. Greta Thunbergery. It, uh, I don't want to touch that. <laughs> I'm not trying to make enemies of any pro <laughs> Toombergs around here. No, but like there are certain actors who have an eccentricity about them where you go like, I wouldn't want to be around them. But then there are some like, you know, Paul Rudd. Like that that dude seems cool as shit. I would I'd probably enjoy, you know, shooting the breeze with him for 20 minutes. You know, passing by, waiting on our oil change at the same place. Yeah, because Paul Rudd's out there. Whereas Joaquin Phoenix at a at a place like that would probably be a, a nightmare to small talk with. <laughs> Did you hear about the tribes and Papua New Guinea? <laughs> that said, I like the <laughs> movies, and I think he's a good actor. They're all dead. You okay? The the uh, the funny thing I thought about last night, like there was so much inclusivity talk. <sighs> it's with, the worst. Like it makes me not want to be inclusive. What was funny That's about where I'm it, getting. What was funny about it? People like me who are you know semi to extreme liberal, whatever you want to say, are the same kind of people. Who would say, like, you know, the Oscars is meaningless. It's stupid. It's an award show of actors giving themselves awards. It's awards voted on by other actors to give to other actors. It's totally meaningless and stupid. And you've heard almost every actor in the audience say that before. But then when they have the opportunity to win an award, they're there. And even if they don't want to admit it, they kind of want to win. So even though they've said it's a stupid, meaningless thing all, you know, all the year leading up to it, it still matters into a little bit. But what I find interesting is if it's so stupid and meaningless and uh, self-aggrandizing, uh, why are we rushing to include other people in it? Mm. Like if I was a minority or a woman or whatever who's not being included in it and it was meaningless, it'd be like, well, don't include me in something meaningless. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for including me in a, an award show that you said was meaningless six months ago. I appreciate being included now. Well, that's just because I think you already <laughs> you already kind of nailed that though. None of those people there think that shit's meaningless. Well, they it's yeah, the biggest dick sucking yeah. competition. It's like they just literally go in that you room. Get, to, they are clapping yeah. to each other. You get swept up because even um, Mark Maron, who's a podcast I love and comedy I love, admitted that he never gave a fuck. And then when he got on Glow and they got nominated for Emmys and he got invited and now he's semi-famous, you know, uh, Netflix show celebrity who could pretend, like, he's like, all of a sudden I found myself caring. Mm. He's like, and I thought, he's like, all those years before it was fucking dumb and now I'm there in the room and it tucks. I'm like, I kind of hope we win. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's inevitable. You, you're going to get swept up. I mean, if there was ever a podcast awards, we'd probably make fun of it. But then if we got a piece of mail. Right. Uh, we can tie this back to Always Sunny every day. <laughs> the gang tries to win an award. Yeah. They spend 10 years acting like they don't give a shit about the awards until they're I love that. He's like, you know, no, fuck that award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of them, one by one. Would be nice, though. <laughs> just to win. Just to win something. I know, right? Just. Why haven't we even got just nominated? Let's be nominated. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that you get swept up. But thats I just thought it was funny. It's like, why are we rushing to include other people in something meaningless? It almost seems insulting. I guess this is not my name the best metaphor. I don't follow, nor do I enjoy softball. Right? 
co-ed adult league softball. Is there a league to follow? Oh, there's a millions. Yeah. Or follow, I don't know. Yeah, that would be weird if you were like that's, a fan. That's the sad but thing. But I'm saying, I don't... Like a dad I don't, who's really into softball. That's what I'm going. <laughs> like, I don't love it, but when I'm involved in it, like if someone recruits me because they're like, hey, can you play on this team? Mm-hmm. I'm like... I treat it like the major fucking leagues. Not like, and then I go out mm. and buy the shit. I'm just hyper competitive. Yeah. Now there is also the other person that is hyper competitive, and then like makes it their life. Mm-hmm. Like buys a six hundred dollar softball bat and and shoes and the official softball you know attire. And Do they you go. Pairs of short shorts I own. <laughs> a lot. Well, yeah, they don't wear those anymore. They wear the, the like actual baseball looking pants mm. down to the cleat. I mean, I've seen guys that just. I don't know how much they're spending with bats. Like, they'll have nine bats. I mean, how many softball bats is, what is enough? What, what is... I've never what are they accomplishing, too? Like, you're keeping <laughs> stats. Do you, if you got paid for it, it'd like, be one thing. Like, there's these guys that go... I love these guys. There's these guys that go around the country doing exhibitions. I don't know how much they get paid. I, don't, I really don't know. But they're these massive guys, mm-hmm. monsters, if you will, that go to baseball parks, mm-hmm. which is... It's hard enough to hit... A baseball out of out of a baseball like a major league baseball park. Is that why softball exists? Because it's too hard for your ever your common everyman to hit a quickly thrown baseball. Like yeah, softball, you know how long. hard it is to hit a baseball generally. Yeah. So is softball like the flag football of the baseball kind of? World? And even then, some people are absolutely dog shit terrible at it. It's just the, <laughs> the level of unathleticism in some people is bewildering to me. For softball players, no, just, just in, in general. general. But this, it no, touches well, to your point that if they can't hit sometime, baseball, I'll bewilder the shit out of you. I, I'm I, listen. I've seen Leah run. <laughs> There's nowhere to go but down after that. So I'm saying. Um, or up, I should say. <laughs> Nowhere to go but up after that. Lee but can't run? It, uh, we've talked about this countless times, right? I don't remember you talking about her not being able to run. Oh, get us together at a family event, and I've done this before, and I'd say, hey, Leah, give us a job. And she knows that I'm just calling her out because she cannot run. <laughs> it's like this It's this thing that looks like a gallop that mm. turns into a jog and then looks like she's just going to fall down. She, ne- she never does, but... Are there other other physical activities she can't do? Uh, I mean, it's a struggle for her to throw. <laughs> I mean, she's she's that unathletic. It, it was a worry mm. for me. I'll be honest with you, because you meet your woman that you feel like is it, mm. and, and everything ticks off. The boxes are good. You know, sex is awesome. She's pretty. All, you know, she's all the things. Personality great. Wada yada yada. Mm. And you get down to that, like you're thinking about your kids thing, and you're like, get down to that. Oh, offspring. <laughs> Okay, so this kid is... Well, if you have all girls, do they really need to know how to run or throw? I, I don't... Gracefully? Yeah, they do need to know how to run. <laughs> they live on a planet with men. Uh, I want her to be at her do swiftest. Have, do you have video footage of this? I can't picture someone not being able to run. Like, I can picture someone not being able to dance well, uh, but I can't picture someone not being able to run. Oh, I'll get you. I'll make it happen. Can she know. dance? Yeah, I mean, it's dancing. You've seen her dance at weddings. I mean, I've never paid attention. Let's, well, then it's not that bad. I mean, her dancing is not the problem. Uh-huh. It's it's asking her to get on a, like, putting her on a track, mm. putting her on a starting line and saying, run this 40 yards Shoot. and and try. The, the real the real <laughs> difficulty will be in even being able to maintain the stopwatch because your laughter will be such. <laughs> she can't stay in the lane or? 
Well, I'll go out on the limb and say absolutely not staying in a lane. <laughs> That's certainly out. But then it's just the you, if you see the biomechanics mm-hmm. of it all, you'll try to ask yourself. Yeah. It seems as if what she's doing is actually harder than running. <laughs> And yet, somehow, she's like pulling she's that off. she's physically manifesting the way you feel when you're running in quicksand in a dream? Probably. Yes! <laughs> That's a perfect description of what she looks like running. It looks like you're in a dream, yeah. and you're running across something like, like a quicksand. Or, like, you know, like you see in a movie where you're running across something, and the bridge is collapsing behind you. Mm-hmm. That kind of, You're running wildly, and you're jumping, and you're flailing. leaping, and you're flailing. Yeah. Arms are in a natural state. And everything mm-hmm. that you're doing is actually hindering the one thing that you actually want to be doing, which yeah. is escaping. Yeah. Uh, that's Leah running. Have you ever, like, have you ever been throwing something over and over again, and then for whatever reason, muscle memory fails you, and you end up doing a, like, if you're throwing a baseball repeatedly, mm-hmm. and you're nailing it, Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, on the ninth or tenth one, your muscle memory just kind of fails you, and you end up kind of lobbing it goofy. Uh, I never had the lob goofs. I had the yips that came late. Because I was a pitcher. I don't know if you <laughs> well, know that. If we're learning all kinds of new things about the laugh math. Well, all I'm getting at is I remember... Oh, oh, I got it. Not important to your story. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we'll come back to that. But what I'm, I'm what you're talking about sparked my memory. There, It probably doesn't exist. Of your athlete any, days? No. Oh. This did exist, exist on video. Sorry, it's beer and nasal stuff. Uh, cocaine. This did exist. We've transitioned to the real whites. This did exist on video at one point. It probably doesn't anymore. But when I was an active youth group member and we would, there was mm, a period full of, of... Just full of cum. <laughs> just full of... this particular time, oh, yeah. yeah. You were just... six or seven months. Oh, God. Viscous. Oh, Lord, oh, it's the worst word when you use it in that context. This particular era, Jackass was real popular, mm-hmm. and the youth group leaders wanted like safe Christian versions of Jackass shit. Oh boy! And there was this thing where we were throwing raw eggs at a at a guy, and it was being videoed, and everybody's kind of pelting him, and it's funny, and I'm one of them pelting him, and then for whatever reason. Muscle memory just failed me, and I could not have made the throw, like, apologies to women. I could not have thrown this egg more like a girl. And, of course, that's the one that they decided to isolate on. So they show this video clip, and it's one of these guys getting pelted by eggs. Everybody's laughing, and then the screen goes black, and Hmm. it says, getting pelted by eggs? Terrible. (laughs) Throwing like a girl? The worst. And then it's a slow-mo of my bad throw, like, lobbing it and throwing it sideways. I was like, I didn't even know that I did that. And I, I ended up being the fucking joke of the whole thing. The blunt of the joke. The whole time you're holding in your nuts, trying to be good for Jesus. And what are they doing? I was like, you know why I threw like a girl? Because I'm thinking about his girls and getting the shit out of my body. Instead, what I'm going to go do is sob in the altar for half an hour. Go home feeling bad for no fucking reason. Filled with some kind of filled guilt with, that I can't describe. Filled with guilt based on what my biological urges <laughs> as a human being, you know. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Even now, your balls swell when you think about <laughs> it. Uh, if I ever had a son, that's the one thing I would spare him is fucking guilt for being a human being. I'm not even Catholic. Ridiculous. And I think about Brian getting fucking hand jobs on beach retreats. And Banks not even going on. What? Banks has no reason to go anywhere. Uh, guys, it's a beach retreat every day. <laughs> life is a vacation. So life is a fantasy camp. 
Fucking, yeah. So, anyways. Falls ass backwards into money, sleeps with women randomly. <laughs> so, you were a pitcher. Yes, yes. I used to, so I didn't Not have. Not anymore, though. No, no. <laughs> I was actually telling Sean the other day that I was. I had one of those moments that sounds so fucking lame, but like, mm. damn, like, I'm really getting old moments where, I mean, I used to be able to really. One of my. My features a- athletically that made me stand out was arm strength. So I could throw a baseball incredibly fast. Like I was primarily an infielder, outfielder, so I was throwing a lot of people out. And then somebody put me on a pitcher's mound. And for a, se- a couple of years, many years, I was very, very good at pitching. And then all of a sudden I got what they call in baseball, even at the major league level, the yips, where I could everything would be okay for like four or five pitches. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could locate. And it, I was throwing hard, and I'd get the out, or I get the whatever, and then. Does that mean you're just maintaining strike zone? Yeah, I'm. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, throw, I'm throwing well, and then it, it sometimes it was, then it, it was very. It varied. It, it could be the first pitch, or it could be the fifteenth, or it could be every other pitch. But I, I just all of a sudden, I turned into Nukalouche from from Bull Durham. I, I could not. I, the wildness was all over the place, and then <coughs> when I hit a kid. I was mentally, like, fucking devastated for the kid because I threw, still do, but still, like, threw really hard for being a kid my age. Mm-hmm. And the shit hit him. Like, he didn't even have time to move. Mm-hmm. To give you that, like, most kids, even at an age like that, when the ball's coming at him, and I umpired, so I saw this shit for years. Mm-hmm. They have time. They, they'll make a, even a kid not fully developed has the instinct to, like, to jerk move, to uh, try to get out all their vitals out of the way of a moving baseball. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I threw particularly hard, though. And the mm. kid, I, I have it imprinted in my mind. I was pitching for the Orioles, and I believe he was on the— Not the major league team. No, he was on, like, the Devil Rays, which was the worst team because they, they had the worst uniforms. But Also not the major league team. I threw the ball, and I can see it. It was a fastball, and it rose, and it hit him. I guess we were about 13, and it hit him— Right above, like in the rib cage on the side, just mm-hmm. below, like if, like you touching your back on the side there, just below the the armpit, mm-hmm. right in the rib cage. It's a very and sensitive area. Sensitive, and he was a skinny kid, and with the speed of the ball, you could actually see him deflate. Like mm-hmm. you could see the the wind leave him when he went down. Now it just sounds like you're bragging. I'm not. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm saying this is what terrified me okay. because. He went down. I saw the wind leave. You could see and he's doing the, the, the pull because he can't get breaths. And then the umpire's throwing his mask off and pulling the, mm. you know, pulling the front belt to get your to get your back elevated to open up. So I don't know if that ever actually works, but every fucking right. parent in you our fucking county. I knocked the wind out of him. So they're pulling on his, they're keeping him off the ground, trying to get his wing back in. I was just fucked. So after that, I never really got any kind of, like, I never pitched for, like, a team again. I just mm-hmm. I played outfield. I played shortstop, that kind of thing, where I wasn't, like, throwing at people's kids. But Now I'm picturing, like, a, like a but Rocky, that, let me, a Rocky let me, let me finish this like circle. The other I day can't we, go back, coach. The other day, we, uh, Buddy had a baseball, and we started throwing, <laughs> and, I mean, it was, like, ah! Like, it hurt yeah. to warm up, and I was like, that's pretty normal. I haven't thrown a baseball, but the next day, I literally thought my shoulder was going to, yeah. Like fall off. It, it felt older. I know, but it's just like, fuck. It was this realization that the one thing that mm-hmm. that I stood out for, even when I played softball, like right. a couple of years ago, not even that long ago, like you just don't run on me. And it, it does sound like that. It does sound braggadocious, but it's just that's all I have. I can't listen. I'm not a big home. I can't do anything else. But Martin, the, we need you back. It's like no. If that's your only pitch. thing you're good at, like if that's all, you, it's like when I play basketball mm. with, the, with with the folks that are really good at basketball. <laughs> uh, you know, 
at the gym, whatever. I know my fucking, I know my lane, and I stay in it. I'm not out here trying to run around. I don't, I don't want to shoot the ball. I have one good thing I do, so I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that. But now I'm losing all that because I'm turning 35, and I know like it's not that old, but shit hurts, man. Yeah. You do any little different thing that you used to just do all the time, and you fucking body's barking at us. Mm. I suppose I'll feel like I don't have any uh, past athleticism to speak of. No, you don't. I suppose I'll feel that <laughs> way like when I stop waking up with erections. Mm. I mean, as long as you're not like having, you know, nocturnal emissions, I think we're okay. I'm not. There's, I mean, I'm. I'm That'd go- be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going the other way at this age than I was at you know 16. Would it be embarrassing at 35 to have a wet dream, or would it just be kind of like you know what that was fun? I'd enjoy it. Yeah. If I if it, if it happened, but do you ever have do you ever have just because we're I on it? I did back then in those those uh, those celibate years. <laughs> like you you can't help but like your 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 body's literally in freak out mode. Like we gotta get this shit out. out. We're gonna give him the wickedest. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and then of course you know the guilt is driven deep even deeper when you fucking confide in your your youth minister about like yeah well you know. You can't help. Sometimes there's just sins you can't help. Mike. Mm. And Heist is like, fuck you. Like, mm. get, <laughs> what a shitty thing You're to just say so, to a kid. Well, we don't need to dwell on your... But no, at 30, busters. I can't imagine... I had very particular... When I was a kid and I was having those nocturnal emissions, <laughs> they were always pretty, so much, pretty much the same. Every one of them Mine seemed were, like. were too. It was the always, faces changed, but it was all girls from school. It was, it was never, I never had a nocturnal emission based on some celebrity. Mine was always Mine were always very, well, we all know I did those, exter- those weren't nocturnal. <laughs> Mine were always generic, faceless, like, like attractive mom age brunettes. Mm. That's generic. That's what's funny. I used to ask Leah, like, because I guess as a husband, you want to know, like, you have a sexual fantasy mm-hmm. in some misplaced sense that you're going to be the one to fulfill it, which is a fucking joke. <laughs> if, if a woman has a sexual fantasy, I promise you can't fulfill it. Yeah, There's no. a handful of men that can. My sexual fantasy <laughs> is that a chubby guy <laughs> with a lot of belly hair and man boobs heaves himself on top of me and then comes and, before I do. And just plunges into me with abandon. <laughs> And, and, then, and comes before I do, and then goes to sleep. And then giggles every time he and comes. I am your man. <laughs> and then when he's done, he just goes into the kitchen for 30 to 45 minutes. And eats again. <laughs> Nailed it! And then I just lay there, disappointed. <laughs> That's my And fair. still horny. I can help you. And then some. You all, you all saw Banks' missionary face. It's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible no matter how physically fit you are. If that's what he looks like, imagine what I look like. I got at least 20 pounds in the face on him. Imagine how much more jowly I look. Oh, oh man. It's honestly not something I care about. I love you both, both independently of each other, Kristen, and I love you both together. Did you piss your pants? <laughs> you're looking at it. I'm putting my face down, you know. And you know you're not, it's like, but the thing is, you, you, you know, you put your face down and he, he did it and it looked bad. But here's the thing about it. Even when he did it, that, that wasn't a true representation. Because when you're in that moment, you're not just like making a face or just. I think in his case it might have been because he was, I think he had said he had just been doing push-ups. So like, that's the thing, like do 10 push-ups, get some blood flowing. <laughs> Break a little bit of a sweat, you know, move for five minutes, and then take the picture. That's what it looks like, and it's terrible. 
like whenever, whenever like a girl's like, oh, do you do you like to do doggy style because you don't want to see me? It's like, no, I like doing doggy style so you don't have to see me. That's why. If you want me to see you, you need to get on top. I mean, and the thing is, there's no. I mean, the the doggy, the the the, the fucking missionary is not mm. a good look for us, our body type at all. Mm. But let's be honest, there really isn't one. If you if you lay us on our backs, we just kind of sprawl. <laughs> and once, once everything settles, you climb on. Yeah. I mean, we just, I mean, it's just not a good... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you lay on your back as a man, you just get whiter. <laughs> it's not... There's no good... I mean, visually, the best is doggy stuff. <laughs> then they can just imagine that you're Brad Pitt. <laughs> and they don't have to look at you. They don't have to see you jiggle. Well, it's all started because I asked her, you know, I said... <clears throat> for years. Because I've, I've asked her... Not that she listens, but even if she heard it, I've asked her at, at separate times just to see, like, to test her answer to see if it's really bullshit, you mm. know. But it's always, I mean, you have a sexual fantasy? She's like, yeah, but it's always the same. And I was like, how do you mean? And she's like, well, it's always a, a faceless man. I'm like, hmm, you lying bitch. I remember the first time she told me that, I was like, you liar. Yeah, that's what every girl Every girl says that, but that can't be true. It just can't, there cannot be so many differences. That sounds more like a dream description, though, than a fantasy. That's what I'm saying. fantasy is like getting, like, my ankles tied together and... and, (laughs) Someone licks your butthole while they roast you over a fire. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like like, get my ankles tied together with a pinky in my butt and a lollipop in my mouth. That's a fantasy. Seeing a faceless man, that's like a dream that you don't want to admit to. Well, they all I say that the faceless man it like rips off like one time Leah says like it just ripped off her clothes and then it just ends and I'm like that's again I don't think I don't think and yeah. by the way this is definitely though a girl brain versus a guy brain thing. They, I've heard that I just don't believe they can be that that disparate that that well they're that not dif- I'm, different. I'm intimately familiar with most of Kristen's which I won't share on the podcast but uh, well, I didn't make any big reveal here. <laughs> what did you find out? A faceless man ripped my wife's clothes off. That's what I'm saying is she's probably she's probably not telling you everything. You got to find out if it's a oh that hurts. Ankles tied no, together, I, mean, I don't really care. She she just says she just says it's ne- that was never really a part of her psyche. You have to take her at her at her word. Otherwise, like I don't know what kind of secret she would have held now next for thing, nine next years. Next thing you know, she sits down with you after hearing episode ninety one and going, "All right, so my sexual fantasy is pretty much all butt stuff." <laughs> I haven't said anything up till now. I know you have a doo-doo issue. But I've been sticking things in my butt for years. Sharpies, highlighters, mm. pinkies. All the things. Kit All cats. the things. Kit Kats, and then I eat them. Which reminds me, have you seen the show Mindhunters no. on Netflix? No. She probably, uh, I think I think Kristen would like it. It's pretty awesome. I it's think she's watched it. I just finished Maisel, or at least... Up to the point where it's it's no I can't watch anymore. So I'm, I'm on to something. Oh, she, she, else. she's off the plane. Yeah. Don't even, yeah. I saw that coming. Everyone saw that when coming. she when she I was like I, the whole episode I was like why is she excited about playing the Apollo? She's a pale white Jewish girl. They're gonna boo her ass off the stage. Everybody knows that about the Apollo. Not necessarily. I've seen some white people get some love at the Apollo. That's oh, true, and she did by basically outing this by man. outing a, you know a, a crooner. <laughs> after being told to go make fun of them, it's like, come on, man. Like, mm. so. Anyways, we just ruined the show for you. But um, <clears throat> it's a good show. It's basically about serial killers and how they didn't have that terminology. So it's about the process of the FBI, the team they built to get from like 1977 to where we are now. But this mainly deals with 77 to 80. Mm. And so you, this, this guy and this 
is interview. It's a, it's a novel concept, but it's mm-hmm. to interview serial killers. Or they don't have that term yet. They called them multiple murderers back then. Um, you, you imagine the heyday of being a serial killer or multiple multiple murderer in 1877? Well, you don't. That everyone was. <laughs> like there, you don't. There's get, no. There's no such thing as evidence. No. And and if someone saw you shoot somebody, you eh, self defense. He pulls a gun on me. Like oh okay. Wow. And even then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to shoot you now. Well, he, he crawfished me on a bet out in Boulder about two weeks ago. and He called me a liar. He called me a liar. So I shot his ass. I mean, it's, literally, it's the West. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I told a friend to, to read the H.H. Uh, H. Holmes book, Devil in the White City, because mm-hmm. I'm still hoping that Leo does make this movie. Yeah, supposedly it's him and Scorsese. Well, Scorsese and Leo have been on talks for this, for who, but who yeah. knows? That's not, it should be and it will be, but I mean, if, he was just on the cusp. We, we, they talk about H.H. H. Holmes as the first serial killer. And it's, I laugh at that. Right, that's my point. But I, all that being said, it's a good show. But it, I spent days getting high and just being in this world. I was all about it. I was binge watching and mm. I felt like, man, I was like <clears throat> thinking differently. Not like, I'm, I'm not here telling you that it changed me, but I'm just saying it definitely made me think about things as, as a father and, and, and the mentality that these, these killers have mm. and the duality of it. So you, you, when you see their past, you say, of course they do these things. You know, they were horribly abused as children. Of course they're fucked in the head, and so of course they do these things, right? Mm-hmm. You deal with this, like, weird sense of guilt that you have compassion for them, but also looking at their crimes, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. But all that being said, we went to an RV show Saturday night. I know, I, I know. I know. And, and you saw it, though, but there was an element of truth, and I wanted to talk to you about this because I was like, wow, this is about as close as I've come to ever feeling like, fuck, that was crazy. Is it similar to going to a gun show? Have you been to a gun no, show? No, no, I'm not talking about the event itself. The RV show is very different than the gun show. I'm mean, just in terms of the people there. No, it was sim- no, no, this was, this, was a, this was actually a surprising mix. This was okay. a lot of retirees, a lot of black folks. Didn't see that coming, I'll be honest. I, don't, I didn't think that they were such RV enthusiasts, but there's definitely... An interest there. There were some Asian folks. Steered clear of them again, the corona thing. Definitely. They're probably American citizens. Citizens. <laughs> now who's racist? Citizens. Anyways, so we did that. And it was fun. But, there, you know, Vivian, Leah knew that Vivian was going to be all about this life. She was going to love to go to this thing. And she did. She wanted to go in every RV. We were only looking at ones that were drivable, not the tow. Mm-hmm. So... We're, we're looking at all these RVs. You're buying an RV? I'm not buying them. Dad was looking at some RVs. He ain't going to buy an RV either. But they were looking at some RVs. Was he going to drive cross country? That would be the... I mean, dude, I, I wish I could show you some of these RVs. <laughs> because let me promise you something. If I did have the money and I, had, and I lived carefree, if I was a single man, just wanted to see the country and didn't really want to live in the house and all this Go shit... Off the grid. I would not even. You're not really going off the grid. You've got a licensed vehicle that you got to pay insurance and everything else for. But yeah, I would but never. I would never leave the motherfucker. Yeah, you don't have an address. You just. I don't want to get off track here, but some of these fucking things are incredible. What's incredible. It, what's it cost to fill up one of those things? I don't know. Like a lot. Dollars? Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, it gets about the same as a big truck. Is if you're on regular, mm-hmm. flat, you know, eastern roads. They, if you want to be up in the mountains, you got to drive something else, or you have to avoid it. That's something a lot of people don't think about. Mm-hmm. Like they go buy an RV, thinking we're going to drive up to Colorado. And they start hitting inclines, and those things start fucking burning gas, and then they start overheating and blowing mm-hmm. hoses because they can't take the weight. 
But some of these things, man, it's it's fucking insane how nice some of these things are. But that being said, Vivian wanted to drive every one of them. <laughs> so she didn't really care about the amenities. Yeah. So mom and me and, and everybody else would look at this, and then she'd go down and sit in the cab on these things. Some of these things are so nice because it's like if you get in with Mercedes. Like the, we, I, was, I was honestly looking at the Mercedes vans. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? There's those big vans. vans. Yeah. But these yeah. are these are retrofitted. Ones you can stand up in. Yeah. Yeah, they're tall. These are retrofitted and, and these are slightly bigger, but it's a similar similar look. And I was like, man, I could live in here, no fucking problem. And and the the cab of these trucks, you, that you actually sink down, you go like down into it like a damn spaceship. So you feel like the cab, you're in a regular truck, you're in mm-hmm. a regular van. But of course, behind you, you it, it elevates and you've got this house. Yep. So it's incredible. But Vivian, every one of these things, all that being said, was wanting to go down into the front seat of them. So we let her go down. They're not driving. They're not, she can't hit anything. So she'd sit and she'd fucking play with them. We'd watch her and everybody go, look. When we get in one of these vans, and she immediately runs down in the driver's seat. I'm looking at it, looking at these features. I'm like, this is a fucking full refrigerator. This is insane. Like, looking at all these <laughs> things that you can have. You know, fans are a big deal for me. They got fans everywhere. Mm-hmm. All the shit. I look down there, and she's in the driver's seat. And I, I'm, I walk over there, and I go down. And I'm, as I crest down, look, I look in the windows down on the driver's side. And there's this fucking man in the window, open on the window. Mm-hmm. And he's got his hands on the, on the, you know, where the window would roll down. And he's looking in the window, and he's like, you're so pretty. You're so pretty. You're cute, 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 cute. You're driving, you're driving. But he was so close that it was like, dude. And then when I crested, when I got down there, he, he didn't say anything. He just turned and walked away. Mm. Now I'm not saying that kid's uh, dude's a diddler, but it was it, but he's it a and I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> saying that, but I am saying after fucking three days of binge watching that show, mm. and then seeing how quickly he moved on when he saw an adult enter the scenario, mm-hmm. and thinking it wouldn't have taken nothing for that man to snatch right out of that open big ass window. Oh man, I was like. Feelers were up, dude. I was like, none of you, all y'all fuckers are suspect. V, you're not driving any more vans, yeah. and when we get home, we're registering you in Krav Maga classes. <laughs> that, and we're going to chip you. <laughs> we're chipping you. Per the last podcast. No more. <laughs> <laughs> Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and you're getting chipped. And not one of the dog chips, either. This is going right, to be a GPS track. Together. I'm going to zip time together, and then it's down and out. Down and out. You break the zip ties with down and out. Poor kid. <laughs> You're gonna raise her like a fucking prepper <laughs> for an abduction. You're gonna raise her like uh, Michael Myers or uh, fucking uh, Jamie Lee Curtis raised her daughter in the in the Michael Myers sequel. You know, I'm not I'm not that crazy, but I am telling you, it was definitely one of them things where I was like, okay, you got you just have to be fucking mindful, man. Yeah, I remember when I was probably five or no, no, I was probably oh shit, I don't know. We'll say five or six. I was at the baseball park, like at the rec, and my dad must have been coaching like older kids or something, because I was really young, and it certainly wasn't Brian or Banks' plan. And I was doing what kids do at like parks. It's a rec, so you got baseball fields and you got like woods and playgrounds and shit. And back in 1990, whatever, you just kind of run around doing whatever. You check in with your parents, you know, whenever they start screaming for you. But I remember uh, being kind of off by myself at one of these baseball parks, and this like slender. Asian dude with a very silky ponytail was about like 10 feet away and he's just like looking at me and he's doing the, the like the head like the Khmer nod oh. like like taking his head up and he just kept doing it 
and I was just like looking at him and I'd turn and look away and I look back and he just kept kind of like doing the come hither nod. And I was like, and at that age, like I had done the stranger danger courses in elementary school. I was like, oh, I don't know. Not going there. <laughs> and so at some point I went and told my mom, like this guy was trying to get me to come over. And when I described him, you know, like, like the way I can still picture him, like oh, tall, boy. slender goatee, like members only jacket, silky ponytail. And my mom's looking around like she don't see this dude, and she well, tells him. It's, it's and, a hard to miss, I imagine. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw about the it, Asian, like, the yeah. Asian triad with the with the Fu Manchu <laughs> and the ponytail. Like, that my, in my memory, at some point, all the adults are looking for this dude who's like trying to get me to come see him for whatever reason. Just find out like what the fuck are you doing over here? I feel here? like you're you're not telling part of this story. Oh, I got diddled. I think you did, and I think it was probably with a thumb up your butthole yeah, well, and a lollipop a in your mouth. And my ankles tied together. And your ankles tied together. That explains my kink. <laughs> oh, Kristen. <laughs> you poor, poor soul. Can you put the Fu Manchu in my <laughs> You've got Kristen in a really racist Chinese mask while she's yeah, got yeah. her pinky up your butthole, shoving a blow pop in the fucking front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put the members-only jacket on. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Have you seen this shear the sheep thing that Seth MacFarlane did? It's no. like oh, it's like a sheep that wants to be sheared, and it's just like that. And the <laughs> farmer feels really uncomfortable because every time he starts to shear the sheep, the sheep's like, oh fuck yeah, shear that ass, yeah yeah, shear around my asshole, oh yeah. And the farmer's like, I, I told you, enough. Is I won't do this. Yeah, it's okay, a Seth MacFarlane. I haven't seen that. Probably let's, a Family Guy cutaway. Let's um, safe sex. Let's take a safe sex break. And we're back. I was going to tell you something off pod there. All right, <laughs> All right never mind. <laughs> Nothing. What were we watching? Uh, what were we even uh, talking about? Uh, we were talking about... Virus? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, me getting abducted, V getting abducted. Do you think you'll make V take, like, self-defense classes? Oh no! I thought about putting her in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Just because really? it's just good anyway. It's a good team. Good to you, you learn. All right, look, baby V, you're gonna learn how to roll. Roll. You gotta learn how to roll with people. Roll, tighten, get 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 crazy. Crazy, crazy jujitsu. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good thing to learn anyway because you you learn how far you can go. I mean, I, I don't think I've been pushed as far as someone that's been that's truly delved into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu probably finds out about themselves. Yeah. To be able to like stall panic almost when you know you're in a bad position and mm-hmm. you know that like there's potential that if this was real life you get your arm broken so you have to in that moment yeah. not panic and realize what do you have to do to get back into a situation where your arm's not going to be broken it looks uncomfortable i remember the brief time that i was in high school wrestling i hated it like just the like you, you ultimately end up in some position where some other dude's sweaty head is pressed into your like shoulder and you're just trying not to like bend a certain way, and and in the midst of that, I was like, why am I, why am I doing this? Mm. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's why? Am I? There's nothing enjoyable about this. I'm not getting anything out of this. Why did I say I wanted to do this? <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing remotely enjoyable about this process. <laughs> this is just the learning curve. Like I, I, if I all of a sudden learned how to do with this, you know, veteran wrestler I've partnered with is able to do, I wouldn't want to use it. I don't fucking want to be in here fucking rolling around. <laughs> fucking rolling around. Fucking sweaty, like sweating on another dude and then like getting my face mashed into a mat uh. where some other dude's sweat is. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in here. Mm. I was in that class for like all of a month and I told my folks like, yeah, I'm out. Like, this is not my thing. 
Mm. Not interested. That boy's got a lot of quitting. I did. I didn't. I didn't stick with any sports because I would do one forever long ago. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, was it for you, man? I don't like this. Was it for you? Listen to this. This is one I, I had marked down for us tonight. Twenty-three Americans on cruise ship contract coronavirus as UK declares imminent threat. Let's talk about nightmare situations. Mm. You're on a fucking cruise ship that's yeah. quarantined, so you can't leave it. Mm. And now all that thrill of like drinking all day and all the things that make a cruise what ship like <laughs> Sir, that was for three days. We have been in port for two weeks. <laughs> beer will kill the coronavirus. <laughs> Give me a corona, damn it. I need liquor to kill the coronavirus. <laughs> now that's crazy, though. Like, you're on a... Fu- I can't even imagine. And you get the coronavirus on a cruise ship. I mean, I'm trying not to think about it, but, like, my father-in-law flies more often than he doesn't. Mm. Like, it's his job to, like, fly to other cities to do what he does for a living. And I'm like, I don't want the girls to go over there. Mm. Like, what if he's on a plane with mm. some dude who's just like... <coughs> yeah, I got the beer virus. And, like, yeah. so, you know, it's like... Yeah, it turns out there's coronavirus <laughs> in Des Moines, and it's like, hey, uh, Con, where were you last weekend? Des Moines? Like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, too, I, I got dragged. Cool I, I don't say dragged, but Leah gave me fair warning, so I won't throw anybody into the bus. But I got taken to one of these uh, dinner parties where you don't know anybody, so it's like Leah's friend, mm-hmm. but Leah doesn't know any of the other friends. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those really awkward yeah. dinner parties. So, it, Austin, what do you do? Yeah, it wasn't. The good news is that this one was at a restaurant, King and Duke. Have you ever been there? No. And uh, it's in Buckhead. And, um, it sounds bougie. It is. And she told me when she presented this thing, she's like, it's her birthday and her husband's going to buy dinner. And I said, where are we going? And originally she said Bacchanalia. And I was like, shut up. Man's not buying would, dinner. That fucking cool. That I know. This is supposed to be awesome. Well, I've been to Bacchanalia, and it is. I've never been. But for some reason they changed it up at the last minute, and they went to King and Duke, which is very trendy. There was not a single entree that was <laughs> under. <laughs> you find that guy like, hey, I appreciate you buying dinner and all, but like, what happened to Bacchanalia? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have to. I can tell you the whole story. So we go to King and Duke, and I, and I knew King and Duke was like Atlanta famous and supposed to be. It's very like meat eater place. Like they're known for their steaks and their mm. and their seafood that's on the grill, stuff like that. It sounds like an old like nineteen sixties dinner club that like was mostly black people. Well, the King and Duke King is actually Duke. named after. I, I was told, and, and and I always thought it would be was on Mark Twain from Huckleberry Finn. Okay, that's two characters. They were shy, just, they were shysters called the King and the Duke. But when I hear Duke, my mind goes to Duke Ellington, then it goes to nineteen sixties like jazz clubs that are mostly black. That's where my mind went. I get you, but it wasn't that. Um, but I gotta say, for being as high dollar as it was, it, it wasn't very good. I didn't have a single thing that blew me away. Mm. And that's disappointing when you're. Yeah, sure. It, it was free, it. exactly. They only asked for people to pay their buy their own drinks, and we weren't drinking. We had a glass of wine, so our our grand total with shopping or with parking was twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty eight bucks. But the man, to his credit, he we were told they were going to have a like a set menu, like mm. choose one on or one app, one uh, three, yeah, I, you know, like a, like a, like a, a wedding, dinner. like a rehearsal dinner, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, we're sorry, we don't have any of that. Like we weren't told. And he's like, okay, well, whatever. And he's like, regular menu. Seafood towers for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, T-Bone! 109 bucks for this 40-ounce fucking huge steak. I almost did it. Just to test how strong this, this the fabric of society was going to be that hey, night. Hey, Rick, can I get the T-Bone? I heard you're buying 
I got the burger, which you feel like at a meat place would be like ex- exceptional, and it just was not. Mm. I asked for medium, and it came out. That fucker was as pink as pink, like a just gonna, pink. Was the bun soggy? I don't think. No, I didn't really have time. It was, I'll give it credit. It was hot out there, and it got it. It got there fast before it could get soft. That's a real like. We've talked about yeah. it. We don't need to delve into the burger game. But all that being said, there's. It, it was an interesting table, and I think you would have loved it or thrived, maybe. Because I didn't know any of these people. They had separated the table, guys and girls. And mm-hmm. Luckily, she had left Leah to my left, which I appreciated. Because I was like, the, everyone else knows each, each other. Yeah. Please don't take me for my wife. It's like the only way to make this worse. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay, so I put place cards down. And, and were, everybody has to sit next to someone they don't they, know. There were place cards. It's yeah. the worst fucking thing you can ever do. Like, <laughs> I can't. You, if you want to see me turn into Larry David, that's the yeah. fastest I would have done it. I would be like, all right, we're out. But there's a guy <laughs> across from me. the shrimp. What, what's, what, what, what's, with that? What, what's with the shrimp? What's with the shrimp? There's a guy across from me. He's a nice enough guy, personable. His name was Chip. That should have been Exhibit A. I should have known right there. I, have you known a good Chip? Yeah, I know one good chip. I know one good chip too. I just thought about it. He's my friend's dad. But outside of that, I don't know any other chips. He was a restaurant. It was a good chip. He owned the Brookhaven Bistro. It was like health food, but really good. Mm. He made great breakfasts. Breakfasts. Is that the way to say it? I don't know. I like I like hearing you try. He closed the restaurant, but he was a cool chip. He could cook really well. Well, Anyways, this guy's name was Chip, and uh, we were talking. We were kind of just shooting the shit back and forth, shared interests. Names Chip when I was a kid. He was a good dude. All that being said, but then when some other folks showed up, I mean, like the minute these group of guys sat down, they were already talking politics. Mm. And mind you, these these guys think they're little captains of industry. They're all, for the most part, younger than me, minus the one guy that was Chip. Mm. But, but they got a killer portfolio, bro. They do, and and the one dude, as it turned, as you already knew, was, is loaded. His dad apparently died and left him a lot of businesses and money, so mm. he was buying everybody's so he shit. He worked real hard. I don't know. He could have, man. I really don't know the man. I don't know the story. I just know that part of the story. <laughs> but nonetheless, this yeah. guy he inherited. It, it goes right into politics, and 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 the host, the man himself, was a really cool dude. He's like, come on, man, you just come on five minutes. We're already we're already here. We're already doing this. And they start talking politics, and it seemed to be, for the most part, pretty anti-Trump. Oh. And, which was refreshing coming from what I thought I was about to hear. But this guy, Chip, now, I look over. 38-year-old captains of industry. I look over at 38-year-old Chip, real estate assessor, mm-hmm. and he's just shaking. You can just see the Trump in this man is just dying to come My out. portfolio. So they go into a little thing. They have a little tip. It was just all in good spirits, talking back and forth about pros and cons and what they believe and what they don't believe and then somehow it turns into the coronavirus and then, I, I mean I don't necessarily believe that if you are a supporter of Trump you're a supporter of wild conspiracy theories but it certainly is getting much easier to draw that conclusion because right. there's there's probably fewer um, underground bunker owners who don't like Trump than there are yeah <laughs> that's fair it's very fair but it's something about the coronavirus comes up and the guys start talking about that and uh, Chip over here proceeds to say that yeah we know the death total set the, the news media and the way he said it was just very clear the Jews the, media, the Jews media <laughs> tells you that there's 651 dead but if you look at all the economic indicators they're saying that they're using they're burning 20% less oil 40% less electricity and running water yada that, that means people are dying not that they're the society's coming to a standstill right now. And he's like, I, I heard, and I've seen the statistics, it's as many as 100,000 dead. And I was like, oh, boy, Chip. Let me let me run this back for you real quick. Just 
Let's just run it back. Because I'm, I'm not saying Chip's wrong. Right. Let me say that, that I don't know what's going on in China. Is it a good thing for <clears throat> Chip and others present that you weren't like six McCallans deep at this point? Oh, it was, this was absolutely <laughs> for the best. I was just a little high and enjoying it. I was finding that I just wanted to hear this. This what's was more the, of a... What's the scenario if you were multiple scotches deep and Leah's it, driving? It would have been very, very difficult for me to, with, to withhold what yeah. I'm essentially saying now with good control and in a, in a controlled setting, no less. But I, what I would have ultimately said is, Chip, how do we get, what what kind of imbecile looks at news reports that are pretty much across the board? They're, they're not, they, they, it would sell more papers mm-hmm. if what you're saying could be verified as true. Mm-hmm. So what stops the Washington Post from from printing, it's not 651 dead. This was on Saturday. It's up. It's up to like nine hundred thousand now. But it's mm. six hundred seventy-one worldwide. Right? Worldwide. It's Only not a few Americans, <clears throat> right? So far, right. Yeah, but it's not. It's not six hundred seventy-one. It's a hundred thousand. If they had verifiable proof, mm-hmm. if TMZ could get their hands on that, TMZ let the world know Kobe was dead before his wife knew. You don't. You think they would yeah. stop, and yeah. and and say, you know, it, it might not be from the best of natural interest. To let the world find out that it's not really 651 people, mm-hmm. it's 100,000 dead Chinese over there. Yeah. Uh, and he just kept spouting on and on and on. I was just listening to it. And it was, a, it was just like, okay, so this is to me a clear indication that, yeah, you've gone this far on the Trump train. So now anything, any conspiracy theory right. seems that much more valid to you. All news is potentially fake. Well, not just to, that, but all, news is, but all news is potentially true. Mm-hmm. The ones that talk about fake news, and we've done this countless times, we don't need to reopen it, are often the ones that are just sucking the dick right out of the siphon on the fake news. <laughs> I mean, they're just taking loads and loads yeah. of fake news down the gullet, down the face. I mean, back shots, <clears throat> tit shots, yeah, hair. I mean, just that's the vindictive just coming your hair. I, I, I've never done it. I've heard it's, like, pretty cool. I think it's, like, for, like, makeup sex or for, like, breakup sex, maybe. I've heard of, like, vindictive, like, sock coming, but not hair. Anyways... What, the, how does that work? Like, what like, do the sock do? Like, if your girlfriend won't let you have sex with her, you crank one out in her socks. Oh, in her socks. Yeah. That's act- okay. <laughs> okay. You're gonna do that? No. <laughs> but I, I can see. Okay. Like yeah. I, that. That there's a there's there's a line there. There's there's a, there's a yeah. correlation. Okay. You don't want to help me out with my. My bits and my bobs, then I'm going to blow a load in your fancy fucking socks. Which I never understood. Like, it was an American pie joke. It probably even goes back further than that. I never understood socks and masturbation. What about it? Like, why why is that a thing? What is your real question? Are you saying, why did dudes come into socks? Yeah, like, why did they they use it? Like, because I, you know, the way it's depicted... Oh, I've blown a load into socks. You're jerking off with the sock... Yeah. You're not just like cranking one out and holding the sock open to aim into it. What is the upside to <laughs> rubbing sock on your dick? Well, socks aren't moist or, um, warm or slippery. It's dry cotton. I've heard you say this, and I'll just say it to, to echo what you said. Friction is friction. So if you've got a nice, sure. a nice, not woolen, it's, like, it's not like Wendy from Peter Pan is darning wool socks so that you can slide it over your fucking dick and have a go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you just take a standard small ankle sock, turn it inside out so you get the soft portion, not oh, the okay. coarse, rough okay. inside. Good, good, good. And, know. you know, you get yourself close, mm-hmm. and then you just slide on the, the sock jimmy, 
the Jimmy sock, as I call it. This is just for what? Ultimately, like for the sake catch, of cleanup. I guess catch the load. Yeah, and it's then toss not a, it. It's not a feeling thing. It's a it's a clean thing. It's funny. It's funny to think there's people out there hearing this. <laughs> I just it's it's a it's a Listen, comedy trick that I never really I don't sit around with. blowing loads in socks. Well, apparently I'm you I've, do. I'm saying I've done it. Yeah. If I'm in a position where like you're trying to get one out and it's it's not always that easy, and perhaps there's like people that in the room that doesn't have a door next to you or something, and you don't mm-hmm. want to like stand over a commode or go into a shower, and you just pull mm-hmm. a sock out, catch it, wrap it up in the other sock, <laughs> try to remember which pair of socks you just blew the load into, <laughs> and, and move on. Okay. You see, at least I feel like I've moderately swayed you to, to to the idea that you know if you have to blow one, and it, you don't have ready ready access to a trash can, to a toilet, to a shower. I guess just I suppose there's never been a situation where I didn't have something handy to grab. A lot of jokes could be made there. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. <laughs> just saying. I, I'm just like you know like old T-shirt. Radio, let me tell a knock knock joke on your radio. <laughs> Let me tell you a joke on the radio. Can I tell you a joke? Yeah, Go ahead. You're just in time for uh, his stories about jerking off in the socks. I'll tell a joke on the radio. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Argo. Argo. Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> it's an old one. It's an old one. We'll have to cut that. <laughs> I heard, a, I heard an old joke that did make me genuinely laugh the other day. Good movie, by the way. Argo. Watched that again the other night. The Ben Affleck movie? Mm-hmm. You white, then you Ben Affleck. <laughs> now, I heard a good old joke the other day that did genuinely make me laugh. A guy walks into a doctor's office to get test results. Doctor comes in the room. He says, all right, I got good news and I got bad news. What do you want first? And the guy says, well, give me the bad news. Bad news is you got cancer. All right, well, what's the good news? You know that hot nurse that brought you back here? Yeah, I'm fucking her. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> that was better than the uh, the knock knock joke from the uh, the, the, the pop in. He Kramered us. He popped in. <laughs> the pop in. The peanut gallery pop in. Did you see the the in, as far as current events we were talking about? Did you see the the shenanigans at the Iowa caucuses? No, but I saw peripherally like some aftermath shit on Facebook about how they they didn't really land on a decided winner. But then you got the Bernie camp saying like, well, it turns out the votes apparently now as they get closer to some kind of count. Well, my thing was more the the craziness of what someone hacked their shit or mm-hmm. whatever. It was just the wrong look at the wrong time. It makes everything look bad for twenty twenty. But it makes all, the Democrats look bad because it's like if you can't get this shit right. All that being said, I don't know any of the particulars. <laughs> I don't really care. But yeah. I saw a great meme out of it, mm-hmm. and all the meme was, you know, how you're watching it always sunny. You have your cold opening, and then they go to the title. Yeah. And then then they start the music. Mm-hmm. Well, all this meme says is in that cursive that when they show the title, it just says the gang counts the eye or the gang. <laughs> the, what is it? It was the gang in the Iowa caucus. The gang counts the votes at the Iowa caucus or something. It was That's perfect because I was like, that is about what we're dealing who, with here. Who are we down to now? Biden and Buttigieg appeared apparently got more caucus votes, just barely than he's than that, Bernie. He's that Obama esque outlier that nobody took seriously early on. Who, as more time goes on, because he's kind of moderate sometimes. It's like, eh, this, guy, this, this 
this little gay Iraq veteran could be that guy. Every time, every time I see him on TV, I'm like, he looks like a mix between like a cartoon of a beaver and a who from Whoville. But I like him. I don't dislike him. I'd, I'd vote for him. I don't know. I don't know about all PD. I don't know. They're all going to lose anyway. So it's all just. I want a first man in the White House. You said that. Or a first. What would he be? First, first boy. First boy. I'm the first boy. I think Chris. Their house boy, Carlucci. <laughs> He's the first house boy. It'd be the best looking White House that the White House has ever been in a long time. If Pete Buttigieg was in there? Well, yeah. I mean, if, if, he's, if his husband, who, is, who will assume the first wife role, is a stereotypical gay. <laughs> I don't think he is a stereotype. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I just want to be gay. I mean, at this point, they can't be any more like, stupid. Yeah. You can't. We, we've already had Donald Trump for president. Like, where do we go from here? You're saying gays are stupid? No, I'm saying it's nothing. Record? Like, let's get, let's go as, if there's a gay president and he brings yeah. the first man into the White House and the first man is a stereotypical, you know, media gay, mm-hmm. you know, HBO gay, then yeah, yeah. the White House is going to be a fabulous place. You know, I had the thought. And it wouldn't be any weirder than it is right now. I don't listen to Joe Rogan often, but I do like check every once in a while to see who he's interviewed recently to see if it's somebody I'm interested in. And I listened to him interview Andrew Yang at the beginning of 2019, actually, but I just listened to it a couple weeks ago. And, you know, when I had heard Andrew Yang's, like, sort of talking points, I was like, this guy's a fucking joke. Uh. But then, when you hear a 90-minute interview, long form, with details and follow-up questions and uh, challenges, because Joe Rogan doesn't just, like, sit on his heels and let somebody talk. He'll challenge you if he sees a problem with something you're saying. After 90 minutes, you go like, this guy's got some solid points and he doesn't sound like a buffoon. I kind of like this guy. Mm-hmm. And on a bigger level, it made me think, like, why aren't we vetting, regardless of party, why aren't we vetting our politicians in this long format way? Instead, we get these dumb, like, 60-second talking point, talk over you uh, fucking CNN debates where they're like, oh, I like the gays and uh, I would do this with Iran. And then it's fucking over. It's like, I don't know anything. <laughs> But she was, you know, a 90-minute interview with one of them, like, that guy sounds fucking smart. He's a fucking math nerd, and he makes some salient points, and his his uh, universal income thing is basically a Republican tax credit that just <laughs> is progressive, you know, like, my and father... Yet he, and yet he officially endorsed Bernie. My father-in-law is a big Trump guy, and at some point over Christmas, somebody asked him about Yang, he was like, it's ridiculous, universal income, I want to work for my money. And I said, well, would you take a $1,000 a month tax credit? He's like, well, yeah. It's like, that's all it is. <laughs> He's like, no. I was like, that's all it is. Like, if you listen to him and explain it, that's all it is. It's saying, we're going to let you keep $1,000 of your money. And so anyways, when he got interviewed, I was like, this should be how, I think Bernie's done Rogan. I doubt Biden has. And I know, uh, who, was the, who was the villain with the gray streak in her hair? Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. she did Rogan. When she did Rogan, I was like, she, she sounds kind of nuts, but at least I understand her better. Mm. There should be long form, there should be a long format interview between the incumbent president, fucking retard, and <laughs> whoever the Democrats put up against him so that people can hear an, a half-intelligent conversation. You could do, you could put the, the current doofus in there against any of these other doofuses and two tards would win in the debate. It could be a three-team, three-person debate. And I suppose at least if you had that long-form 
for whoever, like, it's hard to imagine in this day and age that there are people who need to be swayed. Like, there's that undecided voter, like, I don't know. I might vote for Trump. I might vote for Joe Biden. I haven't decided yet. I'm undecided. It's hard to imagine that person's out I, there. On one hand, I love grabbing pussy. On the one hand, Whoa. the economy is gangbusters, and I went from 35K a year to 38 last year. <laughs> On the other hand, I'm spending nearly 20 grand a year in health insurance premiums <laughs> and sure like the sound of universal care. So I'm undecided. Let's take a quick safe sex. You gotta make a phone call? No. Okay. Oh, so sorry. It's been a long day. Safe sex is over. Yeah, I know. Oh. We haven't made any mention of the Michael Keaton, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg uh, movie. The Good Guys is a good movie just because, or the the other guys, it's just a good movie. It's underrated. It's like one of those, you, you wouldn't have gone to see it in a theater. Right. But their chemistry has led to like, what, like four other movies now? The Daddy movies? Oh, the... yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Well, and fucking, I love Michael Keaton's character in this. Like, part-timing at Bed Bath & Beyond and all that. Uh, I like this movie. I haven't watched it in a while. And Mark Wahlberg's just total dismay that he's married to Eva Mendez. <laughs> Who's this? Or is it even? Yeah, it's Eva Mendez. Is it? Yeah. Oh, she is. She's hot as shit. She man. is. I don't think Eva Longoria is, but Eva Mendez is. I I can kind of see Eva Longoria, but she strikes me as too skinny. She was the ha- one of, she was on that Housewife show with with Felicity Huffman and all that shit back in the that Man. Whatever that's the real house or housewife, I don't know. I had to slap myself awake here. Whatever that housewife. You know what it is? It's the rain too. It's the pitter patter on on the on the roof up here. Well, barometric pressure makes everybody more. Is that real? Yeah. Makes us what? Bar- when the rain comes, the barometric pressure changes, and it just kind of kind of creates a general malaise in most people because the the pressure outside is different. Really. It's just like uh, how. People that like live in like long gray winters kind of get mentally bogged down, and you know your your whole attitude is different on a bright sunny day than it is on a cloudy gray gloomy. Day. I don't know about all that. I've just I've been just as happy on a gloomy day. In fact, sometimes I enjoy a gloomy day. I don't I don't particularly enjoy them, but that's mainly because I spend a lot of the time getting in and out of the car for work. Imagine what Australia's fucking like. Fucking bitch, <laughs> getting in and out of the car when it's raining like this. I imagine Australia's on fire. <laughs> and, and Matt and Perth just you know what? I, we will visit when the fires are gone. You know what? Ever since Kobe, I haven't heard a peep. It's like Australia stopped burning the day Kobe died. Yeah, it's like when one That's news, all we needed. Kobe was the sacrifice. Yeah, like one news story uh, gets outshined by another. You know, like one minute people are bitching about Nancy Pelosi tearing up Trump's speech. The next minute they're talking about, you know, the fucking Oscars. Like, he... he it's the way the 24-hour news Oh, I read where he, uh, during the during the safe sex break, I saw a headline. Trump thinks the coronavirus, or he says it's going to it's gonna go away uh, here in a few months because of the heat, quote-unquote. Mm. That's it. Just uh, the heat will get it. Did he say people are saying? Uh, I don't know about that. People are saying. People saying. The coronavirus will go away. <laughs> I mean, the coronavirus is scary. I mean, fuck, I got a Fulton County, like, email about, you know, a Fulton County school board email, you know, basically letting me as a parent know that they're aware of the coronavirus, <laughs> that the uh, incidents in the U.S. are isolated to, like, six or seven, and, uh, you know, if there's a 
school outbreak will be notified or whatever. The thing that drives me nuts, like the fucking CDC is based here, and like the they've got like I think six or seven airports that they're quarantining people that come from China to to check, and Hartsfield Jackson's one of them. Like fuck, get those fucking people to like Iowa or something. Don't have them come here. Well, they did this. They did this with the Ebola too. They had this the case come from Africa. Ebola. That the it was a doctor who had gone to treat Ebola. Right. And had to come through here, which is the best place for him. Mm-hmm. And all the city was like, "Don't bring him to Atlanta." And I was like, "You know what? Fuck you, people." Because <laughs> Don't if bring it, him to Atlanta. Because if it was his, if it was your fucking cousin or your fucking aunt or yeah. your mom or your sister, you'd do everything in your power. You wouldn't be like, "Well, I love her, but fuck. Don't bring her to Atlanta. <laughs> Send her down there to to Florida. We can afford to use some Floridians." Honestly, if the entire state caught coronavirus. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hopefully Brian and his family got out. It's got a low mortality rate. <laughs> coronavirus does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was like fucking Dustin Hoffman outbreak. You get it and you're dying. No, I mean, there's a ton of people that have been made sick. Thousands and thousands and thousands, but only so many have died. Unless you believe Chip. Mm. And that they're all 100,000 are dead. I mean, I texted my friend who lived in China, and I said, man, I'm glad you're out of that place. And he said, bro, it was good. when the, It was terrible when there was no virus. You can take away the viruses and all the bird yeah. flus and avians and shit. And he's like, yeah. it's a shit place even before all that. Yeah, China's not on my list of places. To it's visit. not on mine either, but, I mean, your place is so absurdly short and stupid. Like, you want to go to, like, six places. Yeah. That's literally it in the whole world. You don't want to, you don't want to. I'm not dying to go to a fucking jungle. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that's your no jungle. I want you go don't. To. You're choosing to not expand. Are you the your kind of horizon. person where if somebody said, "Hey, I've got free Bonnaroo tickets. Do you want to go? Would you go? Free Bonnaroo tickets? Mm-hmm. I've never been to Bonnaroo. Would you go? I'd probably go to Bonnaroo. I wouldn't go just to see it. Looks fucking miserable. No interest. I'm not gonna go for days. I'd go up to it for a day. There was a guy that worked with Kristen at Leon's who was like, "We're going to Bonnaroo. You want to go?" And I said, "Well, what does that entail?" He said, "Well, we'll get some tents." It's like a, you know, five, however many days festival. We just like camp out and fucking get stoned. And I was like, that sounds fucking miserable. Do some gay shit. Like, I don't like, so you just live in a tent. You're not showering. You're shitting in those god awful porta potties whenever you get, you're eating whatever fucking shit vendor foods around you. It's the middle of fucking summer in Tennessee. It's like, Manchester, Tennessee. It's like, that. no, no, I don't want to go. Banks has gone for like fucking mattress in his truck bed, box fan to try and not sweat all night. Like, there's no How does he run a box fan in the back of his truck? He powered it off the car or something. I don't know. Battery uh, dead the next morning. Hopefully not. But I was like, there's no band I want to see bad enough to go weather that. That's just fucking Manchester, Tennessee. Yeah. I'm not interested in exploring some South American jungle so I can see some bit of turf that nobody's ever seen before. Next thing you know, I get bit by a fucking monkey and I've got the new coronavirus. <laughs> I'm not fucking interested. <laughs> you, you, you caught the uh, the Heineken. Any place Heineken where I have H1 to go, if I have to go anywhere that involves a mosquito net at bedtime, it's out. I don't want to go there. There's nothing I want to see bad enough. Anything to go do that. that involves a mosquito net at I'm bedtime. Out. <laughs> you can say most of Europe. Definitely the Nor- Nordic, Norwegian countries, Canada, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, uh, definitely not China, definitely not Russia. Japan. Japan will be cool as shit. I've had friends that have gone there, and they've had nothing but cool things to say about it. Um, 
South Korea could be cool, but it's getting a little closer. North Korea. No, fuck that. South Korea's getting a little... Like a personal guest of Kim Jong-un. Well, yeah, because there's probably, like, uh, you know, sex slaves. <laughs> they play those fucking games on their television, too, but there's, like, only seven people that watch. I'm talking about the jerk-off games uh, where you're answering questions. Um, like, uh, we've known people to go to Thailand. They, they had fun, but... Uh, I don't know, like, what's that What's that uh, Claire Danes movie where she and Kate Beckinsale end up in jail because they accidentally did something? Oh, fuck, I don't know. That in, sounds awful. I think it was in Thailand, too. Like, they, it's the kind of thing, like, with your buddy where he, he before you know it, like, an altercation with a cab driver means he's in jail. Uh-huh. Like, they do something, like, they, they had, like, a substance you're not allowed to have, which was legal in the last country they were in. Next thing you know, they're in a fucking Thai prison. Like, anywhere where, like, all, all it takes is someone to go, hey, what is that? Like, you're coming with me. Like, no, but Those are that. life experiences, I Fuck that life experience. Fucking Bonnaroo's a life experience, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Anything that might involve Thai prison, I'm out. I'm not telling you. I'm not advocating for Thai prison. I'm just saying, I think... It sounds like you are. I just think you're restrictive. I, I just think you probably... I would go to Chile or Chile. Why? Because I remember knowing some people that went there... And your perception, I was probably like 13 at the time, your perception of anything South American is just hot, sweaty jungle. But when I saw their Chile pictures, it was all like winter weather snow clothes because they were... It's the highest... And I was like, oh, that looks fucking cool. I kind of want to go see that. So So Chile. So you'll go to South America, but only on the Andes Mountains. Yeah, for Chile. For Chile. I would go to Cuba. You can put Cuba on those. My buddy Frank went to Cuba, and his pictures looked cool as shit. Uh, I like the idea of going to see that country where it's just still like the 1950s in certain quarters because that's as far as, you know, the economy allowed it to grow before communism mm-hmm. took over. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, I said those. Canada, I'd love to go to this. Like, I'd like to see most of Canada, especially after getting into Letterkenny. <laughs> but fuck, I just want to go to, right now, like, I just want to go to New York City. I, I, I'm all about it, buddy. I just I love to hear you talk about travel because it's just so narrow. What, what have I left out when I said most of Europe, including the United Kingdom, and what I would deem the safe European countries? So none of like none of the ones were hostile took place. Up, oh, save sex. So while I'm eating this pizza and you eat a slice, I might have to. What country? I did. I did Venmo you, by the way. Okay. What country have I left out? That, that you're just, like, grossly offended by. Well, we could start with a continent. What continent? Africa. Mm, no. no okay. Nothing on there, huh? We just got done talking about Ebola virus. <laughs> what does that have to do with <laughs> That's where it came from. Like, I don't want to go there. Ebola started here. And was sent over to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know can't chastise someone else's conspiracy theories. And, but I honestly, would you be surprised if, if we had well, developed... Well, no, it'd be, it'd be like a bigger version of the heroin thing. Like, let's get them addicted to heroin. and <laughs> Let's get them on, let's get them we'll on the Ebola. Keep, we'll be able to keep them down. <laughs> there are parts of Africa in pictures that look nice, but like I actually know a photographer who's in Ghana right now or somewhere like that. And like, mm-hmm. It looks cool, but it's not on my short list. Once I saw all the places I've already named, I might go there for the sake of seeing like some safari type shit, lions and in the wild and crap like that. But like, I've never seen a picture of African food and gone like, "Ooh, I want to try that." Mm. 
And you're going to be eating that while you're over there. So African food is no good either. I've never seen a picture of it and gone, that looks delicious. I've never watched Andrew Zimmer and go like, oh, this tripe. <laughs> is, oh, I'm, I'm good. I've seen him like some tripe before. I'm good on the so tripe. This, so tell me, you're a connoisseur. What makes this gala's hot? I just think it's good it buffalo. It's just hot buffalo. I think it's good. It's made a corner piece of bread. It's a breadsy piece. It'll be an unpopular piece at home. Give me that corner piece. Let's taste this. I know that you are a... Um, I'd like to go to South Africa. <laughs> the whitest one. <laughs> that makes some sense. Oh, it's a thicker sauce. Hmm. <clears throat> Just classic. That's what I like. You but like it, a lot of pepper and shit in yours and mustard and whatnot. No. I like this I just classic. like mine good. This is classic. I'd say, before I rate it, speaking of ratings, I'm sorry to say that tonight's light cheese pizza, even though it is light on the cheese, just presentation. I just wish we could show, we could accompany this with a picture for the people listening. Like what happened here? It's not a high rating. Right in the center, like I see some seasoning, but I mean, this looks like Freddy Krueger's face. It does. It really does, actually. Oh, they're having an off night because they've been consistently good looking, and I mean, it still tastes the same. At least it's well done, and the cheese is not like disgusting mm -hmm. and mounded, but visually. Like, if this was on Chopped, you'd get knocked a few points for bad playing. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love that show, but some of the things they ask those people to do, some of these ingredients, gummy bears and, and duck liver, like what? You have to make a dessert with kidneys and dark chocolate. <laughs> and a human thumb. Go. <laughs> I'm going to say that outside of the thumb, I could, I could see a, a dessert with kidneys and dark chocolate. I'm not a big organ meat person. Like, mm. I don't... Like, I eat the turkey heart at Thanksgiving. My father-in-law offered me a bite. And I like that. It's Wait a minute. Is this the, from the really dry turkey? Yeah. That heart must be... <clears throat> well, it's the darkest of the meats, so it's actually still pretty tasty. But it's kind of like eating liver. Like, it's... Minerally. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I, I like that. But, like, I've had the liver before... Like, I don't know, just eating kid, like eating organ, animal organ, is just kind of a mental turnoff. Hmm. Not, not a fan. I, uh, my dad was big into the livers for, as a kid, of course. Right, a southern thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was always such a turnoff, but when I finally had them prepared correctly, it was a big change for me. I found my body was, like, yearning for it a lot, a lot, too. Mm. Like, it would... Um, I guess You're I might have craving livers. Yeah, like iron deficiencies, and it would hit me at weird times. It wasn't like I was seeking out liver. I, did, I would just have the, the call for this particular liver dish that we would get at Twist, a place down in Buckhead. Mm. But I used to get fried chicken livers at this little hole in the wall place in Marietta, and you'd like dip it in ketchup, and it was okay, but it was it wasn't anything. Where I was like, oh, I gotta have that again. Oh, I got a good one for you, by the way. Off off topic, Alan. Reached out about something um, related, about something about a house. Was it about the Monkey Island in South Carolina? No, that would have been good, though. And um, he asked about housing. I don't remember exactly what the reason was, but he said, 
asked Leah something and asked Leah and she responded. So I'm like the intermediary on the phone, right? And then I take it back from her and he asked me another question. And I was like, he asked, he's like, but isn't that, aren't you in the Atlanta market? Isn't that, aren't you more versed in that market? Yada, yada, yada. And my response to Alan was, yeah, you know, I was still, and he, mind you, he still thinks Leah's on the phone. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, you know, Atlanta's like a real city. Not like Charleston. And again, he just, you know, but Leah wouldn't let me send it. She's like, don't send that. This is my business. I was like, it's just a joke. I'm not even. It's just Alan. It's just Alan. Now, I like how I shared a Facebook post about a monkey carcass on the beach at Folly, which I can't confirm this, but I don't think there's ever been a monkey carcass on <laughs> Destin's beach. <laughs> if I was a betting man, I'd bet against it. <laughs> and Alan, like, right away, like, oh, yeah, there's a whole island of monkeys out here. I'm like, yeah. Another reason not to go. <laughs> Imagine your kid just swimming, everything's going great, and then you hear like a, a just blood curdling scream, and you look just, over and there's a floating, half eaten, half eaten fucking hair and skin still on just, it. Just, just monkey carcass. Oh no, that's fine, kids. It's from the monkey island. <laughs> Welcome to South Carolina. <laughs> Let's go get some shit crab soup and talk about the dead monkey. <laughs> We don't actually eat that here, although everybody apparently does. Oh, and there's an island full of fucking monkeys. Oh, yeah, there's a monkey island, and apparently occasionally they die and wash up on our shore. Come to Folly Beach, buy property here for the she grab soup and the dead monkeys. Why would you want to go to the... Why would you ever want to go to the white sandy beaches of the Gulf where the jiggly titty teens abound when you could come to the grave beaches of Folly... The monkey graveyard that is Folly Beach. <laughs> the monkey graveyard of Folly Beach. You could sip your she-crab soup from a, from a coffee cup and, from a mug. and pet the dead monkey carcass to your left and to your right. <laughs> No dogs allowed on the great beaches of folly. There are some they needles. May, they may eat the monkey carcass. When I was a boy, my mama would gather the carcasses. And he would make monkey carcass soup. A folly beach specialty. The title of the episode. Monkey carcass soup. Monkey carcass soup. A folly beach specialty. People often think that the Charleston <laughs> delicacy is the she crab. <laughs> it is not. It is the island monkey. Island monkey. By, by moral, what was it? By tradition, we do not eat the monkey until it is floated dead across the island. <laughs> Our super fan Alan can attest. The tourists eat the she crab soup. The locals eat the island monkey soup. <laughs> the island monkey soup. He did try to like defend that, right? Yeah, it's quickly. fine. It's an island of monkeys that we just have off the coast. It's not <laughs> <a big deal. laughs> monkeys off the coast. Oh, we're getting a lot of. It's a hot that call center over here at the studio right now. We. It's pushing like nine o'clock. We ain't we ain't open. Mm mm. That's a weird phone. It's ringing all the phones in an order. I don't oh. Know Gotcha. Yeah, it was funny how, like, I was making it, taking a jab, and then he didn't even defend it. He was like, oh, yeah, well, it's not uncommon, because we have an island of monkeys. Yeah, the monkey island. Oh, yeah. Oh. So long and short of this conversation, Charleston's not on my short list of places to go visit. 
It wasn't before, but now I feel the, like I honestly, the Monkey Island. Honestly, feel like I'm out. I feel like we we could definitely do a live show. Like I feel like we should surprise him. Oh yeah, I would have a shitload of fun taking the podcast to, to Charleston. Charleston, because we could do like kind of like how Maisel roasts Shy. Like we could roast Charleston, and the locals would probably get a kick out. Alan would be steaming. Yeah, but we could probably get a good laugh out of it. We do have a Monkey Island. We do eat monkey guns. <laughs> this guy, it's funny because it's true. This place is terrible. This place is terrible. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It's but funny. I love Bubba Gump shrimp. Oh, God. The shrimp of Bubba Gump. The Bubba Gump shrimps. The true Charleston specialty. Most folks don't know that. The I'm marveling that you, you've layered your pizza in this buffalo sauce last three slices, but yet to touch the ranch. I mainly got the ranch for you. I thought you might want it. Why would I want the ranch? I don't know, because you put stuff on your pizza. Yeah, it says the guy who's putting buffalo wing sauce on your slice right now. Why am Do I you weird? you never put ranch on your pizza? Why would you not combine the two? I guess it would be my question. If you're going to douse your slice in buffalo ranch, or buffalo sauce, why not a dab of ranch? Complete that combo. Will you calm down if I add some ranch I'm to my I'm just asking you. I, I, I'm not. I'm I not. mainly got to be courteous, because I, I thought there's enough chance that if I've got just the buffalo... And say, did you get any ranch? <laughs> and I say, no, why? And she wants to, well, I would have liked some. <laughs> and then we'd be having that retarded conversation. <clears throat> I don't think I'm retarded here. I think I'm the one, I think most people would agree. If you're going to douse your pizza slice in, in wing sauce, or just in this, that's basically just Texas Pete. That's not even wing sauce. It's thicker. It's thicker, but it's basically Texas Pete. I, I would actually imagine that that's all, you know, that's probably Kroger brand hot sauce. Okay. That they just didn't add anything to and cook down. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, tell me that's not better. A little bit of ranch. Then I take that to the next level. That's good. It was good without it. It was good with no sauce. <laughs> well, you're just being defensive tonight. That's all this I is. I mean, this is good pizza. It's no monkey carcass soup, but it is good. Monkey carcass soup is... Uh, I, I honestly, when I, when I saw you send that, I was like, I didn't watch it right away. And then I was like, is, wait a minute. A couple hours later, I was like, that's really a monkey? <laughs> and I and that's only because I saw Alan's retort. I was like, wait, that's actually a monkey? <clears throat> and Alan knows about this? Yeah, he does. I imagine as a boy, that's probably like a big Charleston, like a, a coming-of-age boy. Like you have to swim out to the Monkey Island and make it back. And I bet, like, once every few years, a stupid little Charlestonian kid drowns trying to swim out to Monkey Island. You can see if you can live a whole weekend alone on can Monkey I have Island. this little slice right Take here. You can survive an entire weekend on Monkey Island. <laughs> you can be the governor of Charleston for a day. <laughs> we don't have a governor because we're a city. It's a, it's a title-only <laughs> position. Assistant 2. Get to ring the she crap bell. <laughs> what is that? It's a, a Charleston <laughs> non-existent stock exchange. <laughs> Nothing really. All it is was we take a boy down to the old colored market and have him ring the bell. <laughs> we trade she crab uh, and and monkey carcass. <laughs> In the spirit of where we used to trade black folk. <laughs> 
Now I can feel that y'all are itching to move to the west to go visit the big city of Atlanta, but I must warn you, A, they do not have she crab soup or monkey carcasses, and B, it is a highly sexual trafficked city. <laughs> I advise you do not go there. That's my thing with Alan. It acts like Charleston doesn't have its share. Yeah, the small time sex traffickers are in Charleston. Mm-hmm. We get the we get the big timers here. Do you eat those slices? I am my own. That one doesn't look. These are the two that look awful. They'll get eaten. Yeah. yeah. Well, I say this because there's like two pizza boxes in y'all's fridge right now, with pizza in them. Yeah. I just didn't know if like certain pieces usually get alienated. Sometimes they do. Sometimes not all those are mine. I think one of those was actually uh, Mike's. Mm. It's one of those things where if you get pizza delivered here, your intention is to take it home. But if you forget, fuck off! I'll just give you ring. If you forget, and then it gets left here, and then a few days go by, and then you open that box up, and it don't look so good anymore, you don't end up eating it. I didn't realize there was two boxes in there. That shit's gonna get tossed. Or maybe one. Day. One of them might have tenders in it. You did mention their your love of their tenders. I love their tenders. I like that hot sauce. It's delivery. I like delivery. <laughs> Especially on a rainy day. <laughs> There's nobody around here who delivers uh, monkey carcass, but you can get just about everything else. <laughs> What do we call it? Monkey carcass soup? Monkey carcass soup. Charleston delicacy. It's like Indiana Jones time. But Mama did not like the word carcass. So she called it monkey surf soup. (laughs) You ever seen Indiana Jones when they eat the brains out the monkey skull? They got that idea from Charleston. (laughs) See, for a long time, some of the monkeys would actually live. Those are the monkeys that were most valued. We catch that monkey, man, bingo. Yeah. (laughs) Put that monkey alive, mind you, in the middle of the table, and then bash his little brains in. (laughs) You want the monkey that survives, you want the man, bingo, that survives. (laughs) This is the Charleston way. (laughs) The Mandingo monkey. There was a legend of the Mandingo monkey when I was a boy. That sounds way too (laughs) racist. People thought we was racist, but he was legitimately a monkey. He really was. And no, I'm not being more racist. <laughs> I mean, physiologically, a monkey. <laughs> Biologically. Biologically, physiologically. This is not phrenology speaking. <laughs> he really was a an monkey. animal monkey. It just sounds worse the more I keep talking. <laughs> oh, this man, white suit is even whiter. The man dingo monkey. <laughs> the man <dingo> monkey of <laughs> Charleston. <laughs> Way too racist. Way too racist. <laughs> <laughs> but way too racist and yet also a children's book that Alan has on his bookshelf. Yeah. It's the Curious George for the South Carolina folks. The Mandingo Monkey. <laughs> Curious George. He wanted to win those fights. <laughs> but he just never could. So the Mandingo Monkey ran away. And he started an island where he mated with other monkeys. And that island is still there today. 
God. I'm going to eat one more. I'm just on the Take cusp. a safe sex. On the cusp of not being miserable. I feel bad. Well, we, I don't know if we safe sex, safe sexed officially or not, but we definitely said some more heinous uh, monkey shit between Well, and that's, now. that's on Alan. That's his fault. I didn't, you know. They're the racists no. that have Monkey Island in Charleston, not me. And if a few of them float across dead, they need to reevaluate their morality there. You just got dead monkeys trying to float to freedom across the bay. Yeah, our sec- I mean, we have sex trafficking, but they stay alive. Yeah. The monkeys are just dropping dead like, you know. They're trying to swim to freedom. I love following that Folly Beach page because somebody always posts some, like, fucking, like, plague-level shit that they found on the beach. Like, anybody know what this prickly thing with horns is? Like, oh, that's a prickly horn spider. Don't go near it. It'll kill you. Like, yeah, Folly's just sounding better what's, what's and better. That, what's that movie, Pacific Rim? What, what is, what is the kaiju. That's yeah. a baby kaiju. That's baby kaiju. <laughs> I want to start doing that. Hey, by the way, how's the weather down there today? Oh, it's gray and overcast. Okay, cool. I'll be on later. <laughs> I love on that page because somebody's always like, what's the weather like today? Is it bright and sunny? I was hoping to get some good pictures. No, it's mostly cloudy and overcast. Like and every day. Like every day. I love Folly. It's never been sunny yet. Is, is that a cleavage shot? A little bit. Man. A little bit. She went with the cleavy cleave. That's my fucking screensaver. And just for the listeners, it's not of some rando. It's of my lady. I didn't, I'm not, don't get defensive. I was just saying I didn't, I didn't, exp- I thought those were cute photos. I didn't realize that we were like all, then you're going to see a chesty, chesty well, fuller I, one. It's just to make sure the girls and then the New then Year's Eve some pictures. Tits. And some of the New Year's Eve, I mean, Kristen was wearing a low cut dress on New Year's Eve, so. You're a good man. Some of them show. Good for you. That one doesn't show up, but you can still tell it's a plunging neckline, as they might say. That's nice. We'll leave. We'll leave it here tonight. We'll we'll, we'll end with me ogling your wife's <laughs> breasticles. You know, I well. How about we end on this? Because of all the picture taking shit I've been doing, I learned from a male model that I know that you have to beauty edit when you shoot women. You can't just show them a raw photo with fine lines and blemishes and shit like that because you'll bum them out, especially if they're models. Like, they don't want to see... The truth. They don't want to see the untouched picture. They want to see the best. And I have learned that because I worked with a girl. She's like, these are really good shots, but I need you to I need you to fix all my fine lines and forehead wrinkles, da-da-da-da-da. So I've gotten really, in a short amount of time, I've gotten pretty good at beauty edits. And at some point, I Googled, like, how to make body modifications because there's a guy that I take pictures of sometimes I won't say who but he wants sort of in private asked me to make him look slimmer okay and I was like there's probably a way to figure out how to do that in Photoshop like I can't I can't turn you from 300 to 175 but we can probably shave some weight off of you and so I figured out how to do that so between the beauty edits and the weight shaving and the other the other day I was like I'll bet there's a way to make body parts look bigger oh and there is. I watched a tutorial on Photoshop breast enlargement. It's like, all right. So that's a thing. So now it's tempting. I've never taken a dick pic, but just at the thought that well, I could, could give myself a, a monster bit. cock just to see in a picture. <laughs> like, look at that. Look at what I could have had if God liked me. Well, you should do it. I support this venture. <laughs> I've thought about it because if I showed it to anybody, they're not actually seeing my dick. So they'll never know. So it's not your dick. Well, no, I, what, you, what I would do is take my dick uh-huh. and make it wider and longer. 
Yeah, no, I understand how it would work, but yeah. how does that not distort the, the photo to make it obvious? I'd have to show you the before and after, which I don't want to do. I will take one for the bullet. <laughs> I will take a bullet I'll for take the team. I'll take a picture of both of our dicks. And I'll make them both bigger. No, I don't want you toying with my dick. <laughs> no, but I thought about seriously, like, setting up the camera, getting into a self-portrait mode, taking a head-to-toe shot. i tell you what, I want you to do this, but I want... Everything recorded. I don't want just the picture of you. To I want Kristen. To do, Kristen will do this. She'll love. She'll. This is. She'll love to do this. Sure. I want her to be my cameraman that mm-hmm. records you going through the process of recording your penis, uploading it onto a screen, mm-hmm. and then manipulating it and adjusting it with some kind of Photoshop. It stands to reason I'm going to make the balls bigger too. And then I want. I want to see the recording of you gawking at your before and after, knowing. That it's not a before and after. Knowing no, no. that the before is it's the after. Fantasy. And that this is all a fantasy, but no, also looking at the crease of your smile, yeah. the corner of your mouth, well, the thought, when you look at huge dicks, <laughs> Brent. The thought occurred to me, because when I showed, I've shown Kristen pictures of her before where I've done some beauty touch-ups, but when I showed this model, they're like, oh, I love the way that looks. Like, this girl in particular is like, I know that's not what my forehead really looks like, but it looks so mm. good. And I was like, oh, it must feel great to like look at a photo of yourself and see all of the flaws that you look at every day just not there. I was like, imagine if I could just see myself with a fucking uh, Tommy pistol-sized cock mm. and a photo. Let's leave it. Let's let's, let's end it. We, we we have officially covered your wife's tits and you're imagining yourself, willing yourself to a Tommy... Do you not want to see a picture of yourself with a big dong? No. Why not? It's heartbreaking. <laughs> I know. I, I, no. 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 I'll show it's you like, it's like, it's like if it, you and no. then I'll let you do it. No, I don't want to do it. I don't mm-hmm. want to see myself with that hanging dong cock because then next thing you know, I'll have like a fucking weird complex. dating profile and a complex. And I'll be putting that up for my Facebook profile picture. Make sure you know I'm taking on the loan to have <laughs> It's all a slippery Duck, slope. Make my dick look like this dick. In Not this possible. <laughs> and then you're even more heartbroken. You, you know, see where this... You know what I might do? It's I all might, a sad trail. I might also make a version with a tiny dick so that I feel better about the one that... That I, I would do. <laughs> <laughs> that I would reverse it. I would go backwards towards like what I would like with a micro penis. I'll shrink it down widthwise, and I'll push it up so it's just kind of like a button. It just looks like a, a marble, look, a marble sitting on top be. of ball sack. Look what it could be, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not that much better, but it's better. Right. Well, enjoy, folks. This has been. You've got the last part to look forward to. It got real good. We got more Charleston Follies and. An you update may or may not on have said some really racist things on the Hickman <laughs> genitals and and, te- and and tit situation. So you got that going. Holla! <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Bye. Oh well, you gotta do WFUC. WFUCK. It's raining outside. We'll strip modellers. With non-listener Sean gonna give us an Oscar update and <laughs> he would a too. backstage interview with Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin! Anyways, coming up next, here, speaking of dick size, here's the goo goo doll. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want the world to see me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>